I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Pav. And I'm Neil. And welcome to the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's start the countdown! A great sports movie has to have certain ingredients, a slice of hard luck, a pinch of disaster, a splosh of talent, and a good old dollop of an underdog story. The sports movie can have you on the edge of your seat and cheering in the aisles. Here's our own Adrian Loz with 10 sports movie facts. In the film Dodgeball, Lance Armstrong was a late addition to the pre-production decisions. Stiller had recently read his book and asked the director, who's the most inspiring guy right now on the planet? They both thought of Armstrong at the same time. They both probably think slightly differently now. Number nine, Stallone wrote the first draft of Rocky in three and a half days. With a little bit of screenwriting experience and the idea for Rocky in his head for almost a year after witnessing a Muhammad Ali fight, Stallone, who had $106 in the bank at the time, spent about 84 hours using a pad and a pen to write the first draft of Rocky. Sorry, I had to get that in there. (laughs) <laughs> Number eight, Happy Gilmer was based on a real guy who was loosely based on a childhood friend of Adam Sandler. Number seven, William Zabka. Hey, son, your butter's useful as a cock-flavoured lollipop. Sorry, I've got all these bits I've got to play in between. Sorry, Loz. <laughs> William Zabka had no karate experience prior to being cast in the film as the Karate Kid. However, he was an accomplished wrestler. Cool. In fact, checking the film Eddie the Eagle, I've learned that the real Eddie had significantly more jump experience than the film let on. The man who worked by day as a plasterer did have previous experience stunt jumping over cars and buses. Oh, it's hard goddamn work being this good. Number five, I looked for the top ten biggest grossing sports movies of all time and no website will give me the same answer. This is largely based on the fact that what constitutes a sports movie doesn't appear to be widely agreed upon. After lots of research, the internet spat out The Karate Kid, Furious 7, Rocky and the the Blind Side, but not one website would agree on the total monies made. Just throw it at the ball, right? Trust me. Field of Dreams was filmed in Iowa during the middle of a drought. 
which required the baseball field and iconic cornfields in the area to be heavily watered during the production. As a result, the crops grew at such a fast rate that it actually outgrew several of the shots. In at least one scene in the movie, Kevin Costner is walking on an elevated plank through the corn to account for the difference in height from the previous shot. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Perfect timing for that one. Carry on, Ross. <laughs> Cheerleader Darcy Sears' whipped cream bikini is permanently etched in the mind of pretty much everyone who's ever seen Varsity Blues. It turns out whipped cream doesn't hold its shape for very long, uh, which is why shaving cream had to be used instead. You, me, me or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. Mark Wahlberg was about as committed to his role of Mickey Ward in The Fighter as humanly possible. He began training in 2005 and kept it up until July 2009 when filming finally began. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. And finally, director Martin Scorsese has said that one of the main reasons black and white film was used in his filming of Raging Bull was to differentiate it from Rocky, which was released four years prior. Look up, Brock. You're in the end zone. Oh, thank you. Oof. This feels like it was the longest start we've ever had in a podcast. I'm sorry. Did no, I that wasn't your fault. That wasn't your <laughs> fault. That wasn't your fault. Welcome, everybody, to Top 10 Sports Movies. And as Loz actually mentioned in the um, introduction and stuff, it's quite hard to actually define what a sports movie is, which I found on my top 10. But we will get into that. Thank you, Loz. Welcome again, Loz, for um, stepping in for for Neil. He's really going through it at the moment, but we'll, we'll get to that in a minute as well. Our guest, ladies and gentlemen, uh, holds a record for our podcast as the fastest ever use of the C word. And that was on our Thank Christmas you. movies top 10. Yeah. And, and, and we haven't quite got the trophy ready yet, but we will get it <laughs> okay. shipped to you. Ladies and gentlemen, Ali McKay is with us. So welcome, Ali. Hello. Thank you for having me. It Especially so- after that like one minute in drop of the C word <laughs> on Christmas. I'm I mean, sorry. I wasn't expecting it. Was it the it. word Christmas? It was no. not. No, not that no. C word. And I can't no. remember what context Ali used it either, but it was such a... I don't know. It was jarring know. to you guys, which is was delightful to me. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you, Ali? How are things uh, I am, in, in Maine? I am doing great. It is a really chilly day here, but I, I went out for a nice walk first thing in the morning and realized that my ear pods were not working. And I don't know if it was because it was so cold, but then I decided to take my gloves off and try and fix it. And I was like, it's 10 degrees. What are you doing with your gloves off? Chuck them. It's not going to work. So I've had a very um, cold start to the day, but this is lovely and I'm happy to be here. Oh, well, it's wonderful to have you yeah. once again. Um, the podcast is is going great. It's um, it I've, I've said I've got my foil T-shirt on. I'm a nice. signed up member. I'm going to try and get Loz to uh, part with five quid a month or whatever uh whatever come on laws be a teabagger everybody should be a teabagger this is it i'm sure there'll be things that will drop in uh through the podcast that loss is going to go i've got no idea what you're talking about but it'll be little in things that that all the teabaggers um and the teabaggers did come through when it comes to the honorable mentions at the end i have reams and reams of honorable mentions um because you're with us ali um but the podcast is going well it's going it's going fine it's going it's still great fun. it's very fun being of course moved from england to new orleans so that's where we're doing the show from well that's where he's doing the show from i'm in maine moved here from los angeles so that is 
still weird when I look out my window. I'm like, what is that cocaine? Oh, it's snow. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's weird. So it's it's good. We have a fun time. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. And and not to not to spoil anything for a future episode, but I think the next episode we have is top ten podcasts. And I got oh. a funny feeling that uh, a cup of tea and a chat might feature in my top 10 somewhere oh my gosh um, i am not gonna what if you're like anything. just on the outside it was <laughs> no, 11 just okay. on the outside i'm mm. not gonna spoil where it is in the top 10 okay but i, I think it may feature so i'm just gonna give you a little Fantastic. Up on that. um so yeah so how long has the podcast been going now and it is just to let everybody know it's a patreon subscription podcast it is. I, we'll put the link in the show notes so people can sign up but yes if you don't for? know what Patreon is. It's essentially you sign up to listen to the podcast, but depending on what level you sign up at, you get different rewards. So whether it's a, you know, just the three shows a week, great. You signed up for that. Wonderful. Or sometimes you get something fun like a phone call from us, or you get to do a crowdcast with us once a month, or you get behind the scenes video, or you get a video show, that type of thing. So it's just, it's fun and it's goofy and it's a lot of you know, everything from personal minutiae that Bean and I are going through to dumb stories about dumb people, uh, mostly Florida, for those of you listening now, wondering where those stories come from, usually Florida. It's just fun. A little bit of pop culture mixed in there and quizzes with listeners. And it's just, I love it. Yeah. Have a good time. How long have you been doing it, Ali? We started in October of 2012. 20 oh in the year of the pandemic yes yes ah, okay isn't that so funny i was like when was the pandemic oh wait now <laughs> um yeah it started in october of that year which uh -huh. is kind of right in the thick of it when everyone was kind of like this is real like we're really at home now mm. we're not we're not going anywhere type of thing so i was like Ooh, captive audience yeah. Let's do this. So nobody had a good uh, a good pandemic, um, did they? But you had a particularly no. bad pandemic because you got fired during a I, pandemic, didn't you? At the start of the pandemic, I was fired over the phone at the start of the pandemic, which I thought that's not nice timing. No. So yeah, I was on a show called Kevin and Bean back in Los Angeles on a radio station called K Rock. Bean had left the November prior to move back to England. He thought 30 years at a station is a nice round number. I'm going to leave. So Bean left. So it was Kevin on the show, me and a guy named Jensen. And we were just chugging along, doing our thing. And then the powers that be were like, hmm, we could make some money back if we got rid of these paychecks. And it's a pandemic. Maybe no one will notice. Well, when the guy that I do the show with has been there for 30 years, and he's one of the greatest guys ever. People notice. So yeah. people were not pleased. They were up in arms. But I kind of just held my own for a while and just dealt with being in a global pandemic. And all the while harassing Bean. Don't you want to do a podcast? Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. You and me doing a podcast. And then he stopped taking my calls. And then <laughs> finally his wife was like, you annoy me, Bean. Go talk to Allie for an hour a day, please. Just go. So God bless Donna Baxter. Yeah. And, and you've <laughs> yeah. got, you've built up a fantastic community as well, which I'm, yeah. I'm happy to say I'm part of it. I, I, I know so many, and we have, we've got 
a lot of our uh, American listeners are because of you guys. So we yeah. want to thank you for that. And a lot of our patrons are the same as well. So real special. That's the best thing to come out of this is the community of, by the way, they're called tea baggers because it's a cup of tea and a chat is the name of the show. So they're called tea baggers. God bless them. But it is, it's the reason we keep doing the show. The community of people is just, it's a blessing all around. Yeah. Absolutely is. I will just say as well, I was very lucky to be involved in your 200th episode. I, oh. I kind of produced it, the yeah. 200th. And, I, and as much as like Bean and, and yourself were saying, <laughs> it's wonderful to listen to. Just the first five okay. minutes is wonderful to listen to because Ali forgot to turn her microphone on, which was just gold. You it's just in a huge it. live episode that yeah. everybody's watching live. No big whoop. Yeah, um, I yeah. thought you were going to bring up that we had a different producer for episode 300. Well, That's I was going to bring that up. Okay. I was going to say okay. what an honor it was to do episode 200 because I'm going to, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you, Ali. I had no fucking clue what I was doing that day that I produced episode 200. You did great. I know I did great, but honestly, when things were going wrong, I was sat here pissing myself because I had no idea what to oh do. But. But I was, I, I was sat at pissing work. Pissing yourself? You mean shitting yourself? Well, on. pissing and shitting both at the same time. It was that Ooh, bad. It was a real mess. <laughs> it was a real mess. It took ages to get the stains out of the carpet. But I was sat at work listening to the episode and I was genuinely thinking, oh, episode 300 is going to be coming around soon. I wonder if I'm going to get a call. And then Ali and Bean start talking about episode 300 and talking about how they, they're going to do this and they're going to do that. And Ali mm. says, maybe this isn't the way that, Pav should find out that he's been fired. Oh, and being just, I don't and, think I said fired, but I think, wow, whatever. And uh, being just went, being just went, ah, oh, fuck him. <laughs> and and I will say that particular day, I can remember because I was having a bad mental health day that day, and I was sat just, and I, and that made me absolutely, like, I was, I lost it. I lost it at work. I was crying laughing okay yeah, I, yeah no, no, okay it was a typical that was bean. Like and needles. i'm like uh-huh. no 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 it was a typical bean thing to say yeah, very and yeah. then after it all i think no i think the next time you talked about it he said um oh don't worry about it, pav he's killed himself and i thought and i he's was there going, oh my god did i just not say it's such a great community so caring we all look but out that's for what each other and like then... and i know that's what beans like so i love him for that and it it, it okay. made me feel so much better i must admit <sighs> was that convincing I'm glad. was, I, was I, that convincing it, did it, I, get, ish? I don't know <sighs> I, I thought fine. you were going to say like, and then that you know that was the worst day of my life. I was like, oh, Pavo, that he's kind of yeah, it's not not the right vibe to be <laughs> no. sharing. That. No, and <laughs> now think, you're top ten. Yeah, I sent. Oh I, I think I sent you like a voicemail, didn't I? Saying like, a, I I I did my best acting, saying, oh, I've been thinking about ideas for episode three hundred, and I've spent loads of money on new new equipment. To be fair, though, Aaron, I think it was the guy, wasn't it? Yeah. Did an amazing job. I Killer, mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. go. You can't go back to anything but that now for episode 400 honestly he's not returning our calls so oh, is he? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay right let's get down to the to the business of the night uh top 10 sports movies um both ali and Loz, did you find it hard to uh sort your top 10 out we'll start with you first ali i did because uh, uh, just to be clear these are our personal top 10 right yeah yeah not the top 10 that are like on every list that everyone would have. So these are just super personal to me. Absolutely. And yeah. there were so oh. many of them that I thought, oh, this could be on the list. 
Uh, but maybe not top 10. I probably changed it 10 times. I could do a top 30 list. And that's what I've prepared. Oh, Coming right. in at number 13. No. <laughs> no. Totally kidding. Laws is like, I got to go to bed. Yeah. We've got things to do. What about you, Laws? Because from what I know of you, you're not a massive sports fan, are you? Um, so I've got to be honest with you, I really struggled with this genre because sports films aren't my go-to. So this isn't really a list of my top 10 sports movies. Instead, it's more of a list of top 10 sports films I think I might have watched in my life. Right. Okay. And even that's a stretch. Um, and I'm maybe probably... there's sports in it. <laughs> yeah, there might be a little bit of sport in it. Okay. Um, so, I mean, there's four on the list I've definitely seen more than once. So it's not as quite as diabolical as you think, but some of them you might even go, that's not a sports film. What are you talking about? But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, this is going to be great it. then. This will be, this'll be, like, <laughs> this'll be like old Loz on the old radio show where we're explaining to her what Wonder Woman was and all that kind of stuff. This is great. Yeah. Okay, Ali, kick us off. Yeah. yeah, kick us off then with your number 10 sports movie. Number 10 was my one of my favourite movies growing up because I could relate to it on every level. It is Bad News Bears. Bad News Bears. Someone, on the, on... Uh, someone on the Honourable Mentions actually mentions okay. you and Bad News Bears on the Honourable yeah. Mentions. So. I love this movie so much. Walter Matthau was an ex-baseball player, now an alcoholic pool guy, and then he's recruited to coach a kid's team. And they're not great. They're real bad. The Bad News Bears, really. And he gets them to the point where they're competitive and they're doing great and all this stuff. And then at the end was the real lesson that it's not about winning all the time. It's the friends you meet along the way. But it it was my first real crush, other than Fozzie Bear, was on this baseball player guy, the bad boy that came in on this little like motor scooter motorcycle, and his name was Kelly. And then I dated a guy named Kelly and I was like, do I really like you or do I just like that your name is Kelly? It's a whole little sidebar right there, but Bad News Bears, number 10 for me. Did they ever remake that? Did they remake A the bunch, yeah. Oh, right. So it's not uh, it's, one. Yeah. Don't watch anything but the 19, I think, 70 something. 1976. Bad News Bears. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure I've seen this one because I'm a big Walter Matto fan. I love yeah. sort of everything that he's done. But I don't think it's been seen. This is the thing that I think with the American side of this. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of films that I've, I've seen in the honorable mentions. There's loads of films that I don't recognize the names of. Yeah. And I'm I sure thought that too. I'm like, and, I'm not going to have a cricket movie. I don't even know if there is a cricket movie. Okay. Perfectly I was trying to think of a, a sport that's not big here. A rugby <laughs> movie. I'm not going to have like a rugby movie or even... Actually, I could have a soccer movie. I'm just saying, I think there will be differences yeah. because of where we are. Different yeah. types of I sport. I also think yeah. it might give, yes. us, no, give, give us things to add to our list of things to watch yeah. that we've never seen before. So that's a great one to start with, though. Um, can't beat a bit of Walter Matthau. Um, Loz, you're number 10, please. Um, the Karate Kid. Yes. Okay. Are you going for the original Karate Kid? Yes. <laughs> it's not a deposition loss <laughs> yes <laughs> where are you the night of <laughs> yes, yes yes whatever you say will be taken down and given as evidence um is it i didn't so this, know there was two <laughs> well they did a they did a remake oh, a with um with uh will smith's son and Jackie but there Chan. was karate kid ah. too there was karate kid three there's a ton yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, tv okay. show now okay. 
Okay, and then obviously the the TV series Cobra Kai, which um, mm-hmm. they've done like four series of now, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. why is this in your top ten, Loz? Because you've seen it once. Because, because I've seen it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I saw it and I remember um, liking it vaguely. I mean, when was it out? Eighties? Must have been eighties. I was quite young. Yeah, I was quite young when it was in. Yeah, when it was on. So. Um, and I remember learning quite a lot about karate. Yeah, sure. wax on, yeah. wax off. Sure. Yeah, the I mean, that's the thing is that Mr. Miyagi. this film, you know, it's you can meme it to death, right? And, and people talk, still talk about those kinds of things and the kind of sentences that come out of that and the little kind of um, put-downs and insults and funny bits that came out of that. People still use today, which is always a good mark of a good film. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I must admit, I thought I, I'm not a big fan of the uh, Karate Kid, but I thought Cobra Kai was really good because they mm. switched over the guy that's the sort of the bad guy in the movie ends up sort of being the hero. Well, spoilers of of the TV show. So, what? Ali, you a fan? Have you not ever seen I, Cobra Kai? I have. Um, I am. I am a fan of Karate Kid, and it came in for me at number eight. Oh, okay. And there's a reason for that. Not only because I loved it, but the main character, the main female character is named Allie. And when she meets Daniel, she says Allie with an I. And I always wanted to say that, but I'm Allie with an IE, so it hurt. But they also <laughs> filmed it near me. And the house that Allie lived in was in Encino. And I went to high school in the Valley in California. And we found the house and I would run up the stairs like I was Allie going on a date with Daniel. Really? What a <laughs> dork. What a complete dweeb. Yeah. Oh dear. Names so are a big it. thing for you though with movies, aren't they? And and people Right? You, yeah, and people you go yeah. out with and stuff like that. Why? Wait till I meet a guy named Fozzie. <laughs> oh god, I feel oh my Be god. The best. What, a, what what he's got some things coming to him, and he I mean it didn't mean it like that. I, that that came out the wrong way. I didn't Wow. I didn't, <laughs> Not wrong. I didn't mean mm. it like that. Anyway, uh my number ten. Um, is Rocky Three? Now that's the one with Mr. Oh. T as Clubber Lang. Uh, okay. That's the one. Spoilers: where Mickey dies, and uh, Rocky loses the Eye of the Tiger, and it's mm. up to Apollo Creed to get in the get you know, get the Eye of the Tiger back. I'm a sucker. The one thing about sports movies is always about redemption and you know and being at your lowest and then coming back. And the one thing that Rocky movies, all of them do really well, is the it, it's putting all those little scenes together of the training that it makes you want to come out of the theatre and go straight into a gym and start doing what you see Sylvester Stallone doing. But it's also the fact that you know that he's going to, you know that he's going to win at the end in pretty much every movie. I think he does apart from the first one. Spoilers. But um, it's just that fact that he's at his lowest ebb there. And it's his arch nemesis, Apollo Creed that gets him, gets the eye of the tiger back and then he and then he defeats club alang at the end and mr t's fantastic he's such a good bad guy in that you know he's just absolutely fantastic so uh i could have i could have really put four of the six rocky movies in my top 10 but i didn't but rocky three was the one that got in there you girls nice. fans of rocky do you like rocky at all ali yeah. oh, okay all right i could yeah i like when he runs up and he's like yeah <laughs> that's about that it was, that was uncanny that was, <laughs> I know I thought, oh my god <clears throat> that was I was in Philly 
<laughs> my uh, answer as well. That's the only bit of Rocky really that stands out for me. And uh, my husband and I went to Philadelphia uh, back in 2018, and we both did that up the stairs where he's yeah, running up the stairs. And yes. you know, you have to get that picture, don't you, in Philly? You have to. But that's really the only kind of um, connection I have with that film. <laughs> A lot of running upstairs so far in this yeah. show. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Well, that was hmm. my number 10. So Ali, your um, number nine, please. My number nine is if you grew up where I grew up in Southern California, this movie was on at every party you went to in the background in Malibu. It's a movie called Endless, The Endless Summer. And it's the basically the best surfing documentary you'll ever see. And it really puts surfing on the map because back when it came out, it was mostly, you know, maybe you're in Australia, you're in the islands, you're in California, Hawaii, that type of thing. Those are the places where you knew people were surfing. But in this movie, they went to Senegal, to Ghana, all over the place. And I think it really opened people's eyes to a sport that they never really even thought about. So the endless summer. Wow. 1965. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And you say it's a documentary, is it? It's a documentary and it's beautifully done. I think they shot it maybe over like five years. Oh, wow. Maybe they didn't. That might be another thing in my list. I don't know. It's surfing. It's great. Is that the sort of thing that if you live in California that you've got to go and do? You've got to go and be a surfer? Oh, yeah. You do. Yeah? Or you get kicked out. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they check every year. One of the things on your driving (laughs) license. It's like, are you a donor? (laughs) Have you surfed? Yeah. Yeah. So are you a good surfer? No. Oh, no. (laughs) Horrible. Horrible. When was the last time you surfed? It's been over a decade, easily. Yeah. And is it like riding a bike? I mean, I've never surfed in my life. I've got no balance whatsoever. So it would be no point in me trying. But But there are basics that you have to know how to do. But yeah, it's just, it's timing and it's picking the right wave and it's, you know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But Mm -hmm. Loz, Loz, you've not surfed, but you used to do the thing on the board thing, didn't you? Whatever that's called. Paddleboard? Paddle boarding. Yeah. yeah, we have a couple of paddle boards. Um, it's not quite as sexy as the California coast. We go down the Stroud Canal. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nowhere near as sexy. I mean, I did live in Hawaii for a little bit, so I, I did do a bit of surfing, but I was rubbish. I was horrible, as yeah, they say. it's not but easy. No, it's really, really difficult. It's a lot harder than it looks, that's for sure. And it's all about balance, isn't it? It's got to be unlike, I, I assume, core strength and stuff like that, because you've got to yes. keep yourself upright and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. It put me off because I the first time I did it, I face planted very hard and it really hurts. Oh. Um, no. So yeah, I kind of it put me off doing it after that. To be honest with you. Fair enough. Okay, uh, Loz, you're number nine then, please. Uh, cool Runnings. All oh, right. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's just a funny film, isn't it? Um, and apparently, the Jamaican slave bob team became quite friendly with the cast and crew and were you know helping them out and uh i know <laughs> uh what else john do I know candy about john candy was in it john candy bless him was in it uh my brother once um dressed up as a fancy dress as a, as the jamaican slave bob team and there's a picture of him going down the stairs um which of course we've tried to remove from all social media accounts i was gonna say that's probably not the right days, <laughs> you can't get away with that anymore mm. you know like 15 years ago 20 years ago you know people thought it was hilarious but nowadays we're like 
shit, we really need to remove all, all evidence of it. Um, yeah, that's. I, I loved the film. It was very funny. It was a. It was a massive um, hit, wasn't it? As well, it was. I don't know. Did it win Oscars, or am I thinking wrong about that? It did win some awards. I'm. I'm not sure if it won an Oscar. Right. But yeah, it was a massive, massive hit. One of those uh, sleeper hits that nobody thought it was going to be a big hit, and yeah. it became like a real big um, financial hit. No, that's a good one. Okay, we'll let you have that one. We'll we'll gloss over the uh, fancy dress on that one. We'll, we'll yeah, move. I think it's best to yeah. We'll move, yeah. We'll move on. Uh, <laughs> my number nine is Kingpin, which oh. um, which is one of those sort of gross. It was Farrelly Brothers, I think it was, wasn't mm-hmm. it? That, that, that did that. Um, Bill Murray, Woody Harrelson. Um, who, oh God, what's his name? Uh, Quaid. Oh God, Randy. Randy. Randy Quaid. It's just a great, stupid movie with some absolute gross out moments. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Bill Murray is fantastic in it. I absolutely love Bill Murray and Woody Harrelson. Oh, he is amazing. I love Bill Murray yeah, too. Yeah. I often quote that movie, and I say, "I'm on a gravy train with biscuit wheels." And people are like, "What?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, nothing. Just talking bowling." You know. Uh, Dear, it's, it's a fantastic. great movie. It's fantastic. I mean, it, I mean, look, it is a bowling movie, so I think it classes as a sports movie. But for, it's it's a comedy more than anything else. Yeah, a typical yeah, yeah. gross out comedy. But uh, for me, uh, I think it's the greatest um, bowling movie of all time. More so than Big Lebowski. Oh shit! Shit! <gasps> Shit! Oh, to no. take it back. You didn't change. even think about it. You didn't Fuck. even think about oh, it. Oh my god! Yeah. Let's reconvene in a month. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! This this podcast is going well. I cannot believe. I cannot believe. And yeah. I think someone might have even put that in the honorable. Oh, what an absolute dick! Wow. Thank you, Ali. Thank you You're for welcome. that. I can't change it now. I can't change it's okay. it now. It's, but it's the, it's the second best, um, <laughs> second best bowling movie. But sure. it's the top bowling movie in my top ten. Shit. There you go. There you go. <sighs> anyway, let's move on. Ali, your number eight was the Karate Kid. Yes, it was. I can't believe I fucking missed the Big Lebowski. Lars, your number eight, please. Don't you dare say the Big Lebowski. If you say that, I'm just cutting this call off now. The Big Lebowski. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it is it's not. not your number is it? eight. <laughs> no, you are fucking kidding me. I'll send you a screenshot. <laughs> That's fantastic. <sighs> I honestly. I think I just I'm just going to host this week and not say the rest of my top ten. So, is that seriously on like that's your top that's your number eight? I will take a screenshot right now. No, I believe I you. I believe you. I, it's me that's fucked up. Nobody else. I cannot believe. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, why do you like the Big Lebowski? Well, for all the reasons you just said. <laughs> <laughs> for your reaction alone. Oh, it's a great film, isn't it? It's you know again, it's one of those films where. It's stood the test of time. You can rewatch it and just, yeah, remember what you were doing when you first watched it. It's fantastic. It's a really, really feel-good film. <laughs> Ali, you a fan of The Big Lebowski? I mean, it's my number seven. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, this is so sad. I'm sorry. You, you no, said that... 
Kingpin was the number one bowling movie, and I had to just say it. You have to. You have Big to. Lebowski I've, doesn't I've, exist. Yeah, I've, it's yeah. very rare. And somebody like myself, who I class myself as a bit of a film nerd right. and a film geek, to forget one of the biggest... That movie was in my, like, honourable mentions for my greatest movies of all time that we did yeah. a, couple of, a couple of weeks ago. I agree, so how yeah. I forgot that it was a sport... I mean, oh, Listen, we're busy. We've got a lot going on. We're, Laws and I are not judging you. I mean, a little <laughs> no, bit. But it's, it's the fact you but, both got it in your top ten yeah. and I, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's I'm massively judging you. I'm, I'm I think you. <laughs> you call yourself some sort of movie expert. I will never, ever call myself some kind of movie, whatever uh, anymore. <laughs> I feel like just, I've, I'm just absolutely gutted. Anyway, oh. um, yeah. So, so Ali, why, why do you like The Big Lebowski? It's a movie about so many different things, but there's also. So many quote. If you go into someone's house and you see a rug and you don't say, really ties the room together. You, I don't know who you are. Like mm. there are so many quotes from that movie. John Goodman is just a gift. I just, how do you not wear a bathrobe to the grocery store? How do you not drink white <laughs> Russians? It's just one of the best movies of all time, yeah. which is why all of us have it on our list. I am wow. never wow. gonna live this time. <laughs> I'm the dude. I'm the dude. Yeah, oh. the dude. And that whole, actually, the whole bit with the the bowling with the the um, I can't remember the, what, what song it is. It's playing to, but like when he's bowling with who is it? Is it not Susan Sarandon? Is it? Is it Susan Sarandon in the movie that he's doing the dance thing with? Are we all blocking out everything now? Oh my god. Who is the woman that's in it? It's not Susan Sarandon, is it? It's no, um, um, it's uh, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore, thank Julianne. you. I'm like redhead that's not Amy Adams. That's right, yeah, <laughs> Julianne Moore. That whole like dream sequence where they're doing the bowling is fantastic. I, I, I I'm sorry I about this. No, that's fine. Don't you don't have to apologize. Okay. It's it's my fuck up. No one else's. Lars, you're number seven, please. Oh, did, my, did I do my? No, I didn't do. I don't my think you eight. did. You were. You're no, so I'm out just, of sorts. I am. My number eight is the wrestler. Great. Um, um, the one. Uh, the one thing about this movie is, it, it, it's filmed with like a color palette that is totally washed out. It almost feels like it's a documentary about a washed up wrestler. It's Mickey Rourke. I think he won the Oscar for this. If he didn't win Oscar, he got a nomination definitely. Um, but it is so bleak and it is so there isn't really anything in it that is something to hang on to as a little bit of there's a little bit of hope which soon gets just brushed away but it is just he is he's never been better i don't think mickey rock he is perfect as this washed up used to be a great 80s wrestler um used to be like really big and successful now he's got heart troubles he's he wears a hearing aid he lives in a crappy little van like a little caravan um goes to these sports conventions where there's like five or six people behind these desks just selling photographs for ten dollars you know to ten people maybe if they're lucky and it's so bleak and it's it's left i don't know if either of you have seen it but it's left with this question at the end of uh, does he die or does he not? You know, he's he's. If he does, then he's going out the way he wants to go out. It's fantastic, but it is it's a, it's a bleak watch. Um, yeah. Ali, have you seen it? I have seen it. It's dark. Yeah, 
It's not it's not uh, the feel good movie of the year. Definitely not. But it's also it's night. It was nice to see him back acting again yes. when he seemingly had been just kind of wiped from the face of the earth. So it was nice to see Mickey work back. Yeah. And there was a great song by uh, Bruce Springsteen as well, which was the uh, theme to it as well. Lars, have you seen it? No, I haven't actually. No, I would recommend it. Because it is, it's a great performance. Um, and uh, Marisa Tomei is in it as well, plays a stripper. Who's, She's uh, the best. She is the best, you know. So that, for me, is is the best wrestling movie I think that there ever is. Please don't what tell about? me. It, there's no wrestling in The Big Lebowski, is there? Please tell me there's no wrestling. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, yeah. right. So, um, Ali, your number seven mm-hmm. was The Big Lebowski. Yes. Well done. Uh, Loz, what's your number seven? Blades of Glory. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's just fun. Have you seen it, Pav? You know what? I've never seen it. You've not seen it. It's <laughs> no, just this, this fun. isn't going well for it's me. Just, it's just really, really silly. Lots of fun. Very colourful. And, you know, you, you can't help but raise a smile. It's just very feel good, isn't it? Yes. Will Ferrell. Um, oh, what's the guy's name? Ben was, Stiller. Uh, yeah, Napoleon Dynamite. Um, John mm-hmm. Hedder, I think his name is. I've seen clips of it, but I've never seen it all the way through. So it's not something that I've seen twice. But you know, it's on my <laughs> it's on my very watered down best top ten <laughs> sports movies that I have seen. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, Ali, have you seen it? I have. And did you enjoy it's it? It's goofy and it's funny. Uh, listen, if Will Ferrell's in a movie. I'm seeing it. I'm probably seeing it five, six, ten times. Really? Even if I don't love it, I'll see it a lot because I love him so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you watched, did you watch the um, Sherlock Holmes movie that you did? With John C. Riley? Yeah. What did you think yeah. of that? Not great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I was really surprised because I was, I was yeah. looking forward to that. I thought it was going to yeah. be a really good romp, like a really good yeah. old fashioned comedy romp. And it was just yeah. not very good at all. Yeah. Yeah. I still haven't seen that Spirited. Is it Spirited? Is that the new, the new oh, one? With, yeah, that's, that also wasn't great. Light. <gasps> I didn't like it. <laughs> really? I've not seen it yet. Is it? Is it? So it was I just, loved it. It was just weird. I didn't enjoy it. Like I put it on, I think, thinking, oh, yay, like a lovely a new Christmas film. And obviously I also love Will Ferrell. So I w- was expecting big things. Um and it just went a bit weird really, really quickly. It's it's not liked here in the UK at all. It's got terrible reviews across the board. And I tried to remain really, really open-minded about it. But no, it, I, I, I have to admit, I didn't even finish it. Wow. Okay. Because yeah. you're a big fan of it, Ali, aren't you? I've heard you talk Good about it. Good afternoon <laughs> is all I will say to you. I loved it. I just, uh, first of all, you put Will Ferrell with, what's his name? Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds, Yeah. 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 And a musical and yeah. Christmas. Oh my <laughs> gosh. You have to go real far for me to not like that movie, but I really liked it. I also had a couple glasses of Prosecco. Maybe that was it. You were very drunk. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, I did. I did enjoy it. I think more so than most people I've spoken with. So I think, I think Laz, you are not, you are not the, um, on the outskirts. I'm going. Oh, I'm going I'm, I'm I, I know. It, I know it's not Christmas now, but I am going to watch it and see whether which side. 
episode I go for because I love a good Christmas movie. It's just, you know, I don't know whether it works if you watch it out of the Christmas zone. I don't know. Possibly not. Have awesome. you done a top ten Christmas movies? Yes, we have. Ah. Ali, Ali was. It's weird because Ali did our top ten Christmas movies, and then mm-hmm. the week later, Loz did our top ten Christmas songs. So we have oh, our lovely. Christmas. We have our Christmas girls here. How the cool Christmas correspondence. I love it. There you go. Maybe next Christmas or the Christmas for the end of this year, we should do top ten Santas. That might be a good oh. one to do. And Interesting. Then you, 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 can, you can both come back and do who your favorite like TV and movie Santas are. Are there 10? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I, mean, I, I, I think don't know what you mean. Santa's just Santa, surely, like. Great yeah, point, Lars. I mean, you can have <laughs> just anybody that has put on a Santa costume classed as a Santa and who you're like, mm. you could have Dan Aykroyd in Trading Places because he's like a big okay. drunk Santa, isn't he? Anyway, I don't know what, that's okay. 11 months time. Yeah. Um, okay, <laughs> my number seven is Dodgeball. Hey, um, that's my number two. Oh, that's your number two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I mean, as a comedy movie, let, let alone whether it's a sports movie, this has just got <laughs> so much packed into it. And one of my biggest regrets, apart from The Big Lebowski Tonight, was on the uh, top ten movie quotes that we did a few weeks ago, I didn't put this one. <laughs> Oh no, that's 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 laughing. That shouldn't be that hard. It's, it's going well. It's going. Well. It's <laughs> the quote where it's you're about as much use as a cock flavored lollipop. I can't believe mm. I forgot that quote because that is one of the greatest quotes in movie history. I love it. So yeah, so Rip Torn is fantastic <laughs> in it. It is just it is just ridiculous in so many ways. But for me, it's a, it's a fantastic, funny film, and Ben Stiller is great. As as the baddie, Vince Vaughn, I think, is typical sort of wisecracking self. But uh, but yeah, I'm a massive fan of that. So, Lars, why number two? Yeah, so I've seen Dodgeball a few times uh, because I did love it so much. I love how they corral, you know, these sort of down and out people and and made them into superstars. And I love the humour in it. In fact, I don't think I really enjoyed any other films that Vince Vaughn was in until I watched this. And it kind of got me on side with him. I actually quite liked him after I watched this film. Um, Yeah, just very, very funny and a really easy watch all round. So... That is why I put that at number two. Okay. Uh, Ali? I am I am floored at not liking Vince Vaughn before this. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, maybe it's just an American thing. Or maybe it's just a Kevin and Bean thing. He used to come on the show and he is so delightful and so clever and so quick and so funny. Old school wedding mm. crashers. Mm. Oh, I love Vince Vaughn, but I do love dodgeball, but it didn't make my top 10. Okay, that's fair enough. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, then, Ali, you're number six, then, please. My number six, I would be shocked if either of you had it because it is so United States centric because it's all about the Olympics and overcoming those damn Russians. And it is the true story of a coach named Herb Brooks that was the player turned coach that led the U.S. to the 1980 Miracle on Ice against the Russians in hockey. And it's called Miracle. It's from 2004. And I went to a very... um heavy hockey school. I went to Boston college and in this movie, it's a lot of him trying to get players from really like rival colleges to come together for the common good of beating the Russians. Um, but it's a, it's a true story and it's beautiful and it's inspiring. And it just, you're like USA, USA at the end of it. It's really good. Although the sad thing is Herb Brooks died before the movie, right before the movie came out in a tragic car accident. So, so yeah, miracle. That's my number that's three. That's a real bummer end to that that's one. My, that's my number three. Is it really? No, it's not. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I just got so happy. Whoa. Oh, if only it had right. been that, I could have, I could have maybe just pulled myself back up a little bit more. Well, then, there you made me bit. want to watch it. You definitely made me want to watch it. I'm going to go and look it up. It's inspiring. It's really good. And Kurt Russell plays Herb Brooks, the coach. Oh, so, wow. Right? If it's, if it's Kurt Russell. Yeah. I'm in anyway. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's fantastic. Okay. Miracle. Okay. There's one to add to our list of things we have to watch. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, go on then. Lodge your number six. The Mighty Ducks. Right. Okay. <laughs> You don't sound that infused. No, um, this is, I mean, it's Emilio Estevez, this one, isn't it? This is the ice so, skating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just, it's just fun. Um, I remember watching it when I was a kid and uh, my brother got quite into it. And because, isn't it ice hockey? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, so that was Sorry. Kind of the first introduction I had to ice hockey because, like, obviously we didn't, we don't do it here. So right. um, thinking it looked like, because ice skating on its own is really hard. But to then to be able to uh, do hockey on skates just it blew me away. Um, yeah, just it, it's just one of those movies from my childhood that stuck in my mind. Right, because I've I've never seen it. I've never seen Mighty Ducks, and also it's got a TV. There was a TV series of that as well that came back a couple of years ago. I think wasn't there, Ali? 
on uh, Netflix or something. They, yeah, something yeah. Like that, I think. Yeah. yeah. Are you a Are you a Mighty Ducks fan? Not really. And right. I think sadly it was because I grew up an LA Kings fan. My parents got Kings season tickets in the late sixties. And I always equated the mighty ducks with Anaheim, which is no one wants to be a rival. So yeah. <laughs> Isn't that pathetic? I wouldn't even see a wonderful kids movie. That's how petty I am. But is mm. the, so are the mighty ducks, the Anaheim ducks, is that who they, they are? Yeah, they were the, the mighty ducks and now they're just the ducks. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. But that's what sport is all about. It's all about mm-hmm. you. You stick to your what's your team, don't you? Sure. Very, well, and also in in America, like sport is so massive. I know that we're we're big on our football here, mm-hmm. but the difference is in in America, like you know, going to like a either a basketball game or a hockey match or a um a a baseball game like Mm -hmm. it's 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 an all-day thing and you go the whole family goes and it's like it's kind of a rite of passage and and uh, you know the whole family goes whereas here uh, it sounds really sexist but uh, it tends to be the men that go to the football it's starting Mm -hmm. to move and shift a little bit Mm -hmm. but other than football we're not as passionate about sport in this country I know some people are going to controversially say that I'm wrong about that but sport is a different it's on a totally different level in america yeah. like it's so big and you're and you just described there like even from when you were kids it is drummed into you like who mm-hmm. you support and it's like it's a like across many different sports right it's not just one right. one one kind of discipline so i think that's what's really interesting about sports films for me is that i reckon if i lived elsewhere i'd probably be a lot more into them for sure fair enough no, yeah. I can't, can't disagree with that. I think you're right. I think they're trying to make, especially football, more of a family orientated thing in this country from like the 70s and 80s, where it was just hooligans. It's just the, yeah, it's just hooligans yeah. that, that went. Whereas um, it's it's more of a, because there's more money in it. If if the family go, that's the thing. It makes it more of a a, a viable thing financially. But mm. uh, okay, uh, my number six. As much as I said, Rocky three. Um, and I liked all the Rocky films. Rocky Two is my number six movie, uh, mainly for the end. It's got one of the greatest endings of a movie. Um, it's the the rematch between Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed. Um, after Apollo Creed wins the first one on a split decision, I think, if I remember correctly. Uh, but this is the one where it gets, as usual, it gets to the final round. They've been hitting six sacks of shit out of each other. And it comes to the final sort of minute of the round and they both hit each other and in slow motion, they both fall to the canvas. And then it's just, you can hear the the referee one, two, and they're trying to both clamber up the, the ropes and who can get up there. And Rocky just manages to get up there before he counts to 10 and wins and he's the champion. And it's just fantastic. Oh, it's still sends shivers down my spine when you watch it. It's just a great ending to the movie. Because it's also, I think that's when Rocky and his wife have their child. Or have, I think have their first child or whatever. And something's wrong. There's some, some medical things that go wrong and she's very ill. And then she wakes up and she tells Rocky to win. And that's, oh, it just gets you. And the music starts and he runs down the street. And oh, it's fantastic. So, yeah, that's my uh, number six. So, Ali, your number five, please. My number five is one of the greatest movies ever. 
of all time. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking about it. It's Caddyshack. Caddyshack. It's just, I'm sorry, Chevy Chase, Rodney Dangerfield, Bill Murray as just the wackadoodle groundskeeper. It is just, it's got everything in it. And I remember when I saw it as a kid, you've got Chevy Chase kind of as this Lothario kind of mm. guy. Just, And I, I knew right then and there, that was the guy for me. The absolute scumbangiest guy that you would never want in real life. I was like, that's him. That's good. But it's just got one-liners. It's got jokes. It's so dumb. And then it's got... As a kid, the greatest ending ever when they're trying to get the gopher and the gopher just keeps going through it, like getting out of every death defying stunt of of them trying to kill this gopher on the grounds. And just the the Kenny Loggins song, the I'm all right. And the gopher just doing this little move like this dancing. Oh, Caddyshack, everybody. It is a great, great movie. You ever seen it, Lars? <laughs> no, I've never seen it. But again, oh, Ali has so made funny. me want to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, Chevy Chase is just fantastic. He is he is like the best golfer around, but he's like just so laid back about it. And um it's it's oh, got so some good. fantastic, fantastic joke. Rodney Dangerfield again is just this obnoxious loud mouth. One of the clips I played earlier on of the fart was was him and he's just like he's just Rodney Dangerfield, isn't he? He's just fantastic. And Bill Murray again, like you say, is absolutely fantastic. And what's the old guy Ted Knight? Mm-hmm. He's like the stuck-up um, golf. I mean, is he the captain yeah. of the golf golf club the, or something? But isn't he the judge? Judge, that's right. Yeah, and he's that's just right. rich, and he's trying to, you know, it's just it's so good, and it's yeah. all about this guy named Danny who's trying to get in with them so they could pay for him. He's a caddy at their at their golf club, and he wants to go to school, and it's just, oh, caddy shack. Yeah. I would thoroughly recommend it, Loz. It's just a great laugh. It's really, really good. Um, go on then, Loz, your number five. Um, run, fat boy, run. <laughs> oh, my God. What is that? Um, so it's got Simon Pegg in it. Um, and what I loved about this film is I think it was one of the first sports films that I watched, which was, like, British-made. Because so, like, I think... Thinking about it, every single one of the, apart from maybe the my number four, is made in America. So Run Fat by Run, British made, filmed in England about a really unfat dude who runs the marathon. And I think the reason it stuck with me was because it was around the time I was training for to run the London Marathon myself. And I am not a runner by any stretch of the imagination. So I, I really empathised with his character. I loved everything that he went through and I felt like I was going through it with him. And um, that I, I don't know if you remember the scene, Pav, if you've seen it, where he's talking to the wall. And he's hit the wall and the wall's talking back to him. Yes, yes. It's a very lovely moment because, uh, you know, everyone that runs a marathon does hit that wall. And, um, yeah, just a really feel-good film. Just very, very feel-good. That's one of my films I've seen more than once. Right, right. Yeah, Fandy Newton, Hank Azaria, Dylan Moran. Um, yeah, it was sort of just after Shaun of the Dead, I think, when, it, when, when Simon Pegg blew up Shaun of the Dead and stuff. It was one of the first films after that that he made. Yeah, um, yeah, and it is—it is really good. It is really funny. So there's one, Ali. There's one that uh, 
Yeah. You can maybe try and find I somewhere. like it. It's, it is really good. I will put it in there, yeah. Uh, okay, my number five um, is the only football stroke soccer movie I've got in my top ten, and it's Escape to Victory. Now, I don't know if uh, you ladies have ever heard of it. Um, this is a movie from early mid-80s, and it stars Pele, uh, who, oh. we've, who we've just lost. But it was a... It's a... Um, uh, it's a war movie, but it's like where well, they they're prisoners of war, so it's an escape movie basically. But they're a lot of the people that are in it are actual football players, like professional football players, and they're trying to be actors, which isn't good. Uh, but it's no, also got say. yeah, but it's got Michael Caine, uh, Max von Sydow. I think that's how you say his name. I think so. Max von Sydow plays a German officer um, that that wants to put a football match together between the inmates of this prison and some German officers, and it ends up becoming like a PR exercise. They end up taking it to France, taking it to Paris, playing in front of thousands of people. So basically, they get picked really good German players and these very uh, unfit English and um, allied uh, prisoner players but Michael Caine has to whip him into shape Sylvester Stallone's in it as well and it Whoa. is just the one thing about football movies is that the football soccer is never great in soccer movies you can tell that it's staged you can tell that it's been rehearsed and always for me it always looks really really bad because mm. you've got world-class players I mean these names uh, Bobby Moore which is one of the, the greatest English players of all time. He was the one that lifted the World Cup for England when they won it in 1966. You've got Pele, Osvaldo Ardiles, who is one of the greatest Argentinian players of all time. You've got a lot of English players that, um, that used to, I think they played for Ipswich Town. I don't know why they chose them, um, but they're all great players, so they can play the game. So all of the football stuff is just fantastic. And they have a match at the end against the Germans, that is very Rocky style. You know, the English or the Allied forces are not doing very well. Pele comes on, he gets thrown about and beaten by everybody uh, and then scores an amazing overhead kick, which is all in slow motion. It's fantastic. I don't There's need a... to watch it now. Just listen you don't, to you no, you don't. Explain it from you the don't, but there is, there, I mean, like, Sylvester Stallone is great because he's trying to, because he's somebody that, that wants to escape. He wants to get involved in the team. Um, so keeps trying to get somehow, you know, he wants to be the water boy or he wants to be the physio or in the end he becomes the goalkeeper. And the reason he becomes a goalkeeper is they say he's got the contacts to be able to get them out and, and make them escape. Um, so that their actual goalkeeper has to have an injury. So they have to break his arm. So they take two two planks out of the, the floor, rest his arm on the floor and then like kick his arm in, which is, uh, it's, it's, it, it's really bad. Yeesh. But apart from that, it's a great movie. I mean, if you're not a soccer fan, I don't know whether you're going to really enjoy it because just the people that are in it, you recognize, I recognize that guy. And obviously I watched it last week cause it was on one of our streaming services and just to watch Pele was just fantastic. Cause he is what he is the OG you know, you can have Messi, you can have Ronaldo. There's a great, I will put it on our Patreon video playlist. There is a great video where it says Pele did it first. 
and you've got all of these skills that a lot of people, Diego Maradona from the 80s and people from the 90s and people from today, that everyone go, my God, they're the greatest players ever. And it shows you these grainy black and white videos of Pele doing the exact same thing in the 60s and 70s. And it's all the skills that these people have all got. And if it wasn't for Pele, there wouldn't be Messi, there wouldn't be Ronaldo. So it had to be in there, and it's just a great film. So if you ever get a chance to see it, I would recommend it. And it's a great war film as well. It's a great escape movie film, so thoroughly recommend it. Uh, that, was like your, that was your soccer TED Talk. <laughs> that was. Wow. Was Thank like, you very much, everybody, and good night. Are being paid by the publicist? Or? I'm not. Wow. I'm not. This is not a sponsored spot, a spot and, uh, at all. Although if they want to send me a, you know, a DVD or a Blu-ray of it, then they can, by all means. They don't need to, just listen to you. Uh, yes, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, Ali, your number four then, yeah. please. Uh, my number four is a movie where Kevin Costner is a farmer who decides to build a baseball field in a cornfield and he's greeted by all these stars of baseball past. And it's all about his relationship with his father. And probably one of the most misquoted movie lines other than Luke, I am your father is from this movie where the voice comes as he's walking through the field and it says, if you build it and everyone thinks it says they will come, but it's not, it's if they, if you build it, he will come. Mm -hmm. So it is just, it is, such a beautiful movie it tugs at your heartstrings at the end spoiler alert when he sees his dad and he's like hey dad want to have a catch oh don't do it oh god (laughs) it's like the most blubbery just (sighs) sad sad movie but beautiful movie moments it is it's just a great movie field of dreams it's my number two just let you know okay yeah all right it's without doubt. I, I don't know how many times I've seen this movie and I don't know how yeah. many times I've wanted Kevin Costner's hair for a start. In mm. it. What mm-hmm. amazing hair he's got in that. Now, I know I'm saying this from a position of a man that's got no hair, but his hair is just fantastic. I've got a lot of hair and I could still say he's got great hair. Yeah. yeah. And he's just, it's, I mean, I will admit we're going into like our top four now. We're going into complete kevin costner territory now for me in my top four but field of dreams is was in my top 10 greatest movies of all time yeah it's just the 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 soundtrack is just fantastic and it's one of the greatest films ever without a doubt completely agree uh loz have you ever seen it i've never seen it all i know about that film is the uh top 10 fact that i read out earlier about uh they had a drought (laughs) And they had the water, and he's apparently standing on a plank at some point. Yeah, no, you have to see it, Loz. It is just it's great. Uh, the, yeah, the bit at the end uh, as well. Like I've said to people, I've said that I like Field of Dreams, and they'll say, "Oh, tell me what it's about." And you tell people what it's about, and they go, "Well, that sounds fucking ridiculous." You know, like old baseball players coming back to life, and, so, and I said, "You've just got to watch it." Just take all that out of your mind and just watch mm-hmm. the movie because it is just a beautiful, beautiful movie. Anyway, Loz, number four. Uh, My number four is Fighting With My Family. Uh, So this film was the first film I saw Florence Pugh in, and uh, she plays a female wrestler. Um, And I thought it was really inspiring. So I'm not a fan of wrestling. I really don't. I really dislike wrestling. I find it absurd and um when i went to watch this film i was thinking oh i'm really not going to like this but it had so many good reviews so i went anyway and i ended up absolutely adoring it because it's not really about wrestling it's about her 
it's actually about her relationship with her family and um it's just a beautiful beautiful film uh it's very funny as well very very funny but there's um yeah i think to i think that was kind of her film that really sort of shot her into the limelight that's a Stephen Merchant film, isn't it, I think? It is, yeah. Yeah, mm. written written and filmed in the UK as well. And The Rock's in that. He is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen it, Ali? I have. We had um, the, the guy that plays her father, Simon Pegg's friend. Oh, the... <laughs> yes. Um, he was also in... Um... Nick Frost. Nick Frost, yes. Yeah. We had him on the show and, and talked to him about it. It was right after he had done the movie. So he had great, really funny stories about him growing up loving wrestling. But it is, it's a delightful movie. It truly is. Right. Okay. Yeah. You'd, so you'd recommend it because I've never seen I it. I would. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's I think lovely. I really like it. I think you'd really like it. And is, is the, the Rock, I'm assuming, is just like a cameo yeah. sort of yeah. thing he's got in it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I'll give it a go. Uh, my number four is uh, the second uh Kevin Costner movie, it's Tin Cup. I, I ages ago, Loz, when we first started doing our radio thing on a Thursday night, I talked about how Kevin Costner eats hot dog sausages in Tin Cup. Yeah, I love the way he eats hot dog sausages. I'm not going to go through it again because <laughs> oh. I went into detail. I went and did, mm. I did a TED talk that night, Ali, about the way he eats hot dog sausages. Good lord, I just love it. Oh. I love the way he eats. I don't know why. I don't know why. There's something about that man. I just love Kevin Costner. Um, but but Tin Cup is one of those movies. It's a golf movie, and again, mm-hmm. it's got all the usual tropes for a movie. It's someone that's down and out. He gets a chance to um, to hit the heights, and he doesn't quite take it, but he still ends up winning at the end, even though he doesn't actually win. But it's just it's Kevin Costner at the peak of his powers as a leading man. Don Johnson's in it, who's great. Um, Rene Russo. Uh, Cheech Marin's in it as well. It's just a fantastic movie. I don't know if you ladies have seen it, um, Ali. Mm-mm. You've nope. never seen it? No. Oh, yeah. You Nor have I. You got it. It's got one of the greatest, like the, the, the final sort of act of it is fantastic because he's, he's a washed up golf pro that is playing out in the, the back sticks just at some practice range, giving people lessons for like $10 an hour. But he's like legendary in the golfing world as somebody that always like he he's almost on the brink of being big and then does something stupid that completely like blows his career. And he does the same kind of thing near the end. But it's I, I'm not going to say anything anymore. because it's No it's spoilers. A, no spoilers. It's a great <laughs> movie. It's a great movie. Uh, go on then, Ali, your number three, please. My number three is a documentary from 1994 that was originally supposed to be a 30 minute like little tv thing on pbs out here and it wound up being um filmed over five years 250 hours of footage of these two african-american high school students in chicago and their dream of becoming professional basketball players so you see their lives going through the education system you see everything from racism to class to education to how they're dealing with their families how they're dealing with everything trying to make it into the nba spoiler alert neither one does but it doesn't matter because it is truly i think it was my favorite movie when it came out that year it is just you're on the edge of your seat and you're glued and it's you're watching 
two real live human beings going after all that they want in the world. And it's called Hoop Dreams and it's beautiful. It's lovely. That's my number three. And is that available on? I think you can, you can watch it somewhere. I hope you can find it. It's, it's real good. Okay. And what year was that? Sorry. 1994. Sorry. 1994. Sorry, mid gulp. Sorry, I didn't mean to get yeah, you mid gulp there. That's yeah. okay. Okay. All right, then. We'll give that a go. Hoop Dreams. Laws, have you heard of that one? I haven't. No. no. I, I have to admit, um, you know, when you see these memes on social media where you go like Instagram versus reality, and you've got this amazing Instagram picture of this model in pants and and then the the reality version of like a, a woman in her pants and and her kids being sick on her shoulder I feel a little bit like that with Ali and I because Ali's talking about these amazing kind of documentary like filmed over five years and my number three is Happy Gilmore no <laughs> I no you did the right thing you did the right thing I hear you yeah, I mean it's 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 not. What did you call the the, the film? Hoop dreams. Hoop mm-hmm. something. Hoop dreams. It's it's close. <laughs> <laughs> Hoop dreams sounds a lot lot better film than Happy Gilmore. But uh, Happy Gilmore was one of those films that, again, I think I tend to when when I think about like what my favorite films, I tend to go to films I watched when I was between the ages of about five and fifteen because obviously they're your defining years and and a lot of these films defined us and Happy Gilmore was just one of those films that for some reason in our household it was on all of the time in the background my brother really got into it we're not golfers or anything like that in our family (laughs) but um, that was also my kind of introduction to Adam Sandler and um, it's just a wacky film it's it's a bit off the wall actually um, but there was just something about it that captured our family and we adored it. Yeah, it's it's a crazy film. It is. I'm not a big Adam Sandler fan. Are you, Ali? You Adam Sandler fan? I love all, the majority of movies growing up. I I love dumb comedy. Adam Sandler's movies are dumb, and I like that. Yeah, he had he had a spate of movies for like a decade where every single one I was like, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. And isn't isn't this one that get in the hole? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, how it's one of the greatest lines of cinema, <laughs> right? Get in the hole. Right. Um, uh, I, I like what Adam Sandler's turned into as well. So he's become a really serious actor and yeah. I think he's really good. Like the last few serious films I saw him in, I was like, oh, this is what you're actually all about. And he unpeeled yeah. his layers and there's actually a very, very good actor on, underneath all of those layers of riches because isn't he one of the richest men in the world? Oh, <laughs> gobs of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's on Netflix money now, I think, isn't he? Yeah. So he's, uh, yeah, yeah. Different, well, he uh, produces a lot of his own films too, mm, so he's just mm-hmm. breaking it in. Absolutely. Uh, okay, my number three is the third one of my Kevin uh, Costner trilogy. It's Bull Durham. You have to have yeah. Bull Durham in there. Um, this, to me, is absolute peak Kevin Costner. Um, he's sort of like, whereas Elvis is is my musical, you know, if I had to with a man, it's Elvis. But yeah, with an actor, if I had to with a with a with an actor, it's Kevin Costner in Bull Durham. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole the, the, the whole the whole scene of him explaining, 
you know, what he believes to Susan Sarandon is fantastic. The comedy in the movie is great. Um, Tim Robbins is fantastic as well. Uh, I would just, if you love Kevin Costner, that's the movie you've got to see, I think. That's the benchmark, really. Um, are you girls, have you seen? Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, and what do you think? Great movie. Yeah? Great movie. Yep, start to finish. Great movie. Excellent. That's wonderful. That's all I need to know. Uh, Ali, you're number two then, please. Well, I think Laws will be um, happy that it's not a documentary, <laughs> although it, it could have been. It is it is a movie. Before I tell you what it was, I will tell you this. I went to see this movie with my friend Chris, and her and I have very similar styles of laughing. We sound like we're a seal being clubbed to death when we start really laughing. This movie... Uh, we didn't know what to do. We didn't know what to do with our hands because we were laughing so hard, hitting each other. We could not contain our seats because we were laughing so hard at this movie to the point where when we left, there were this like little family standing there and they said, we just wanted to see who was going to walk down the stairs and who the heck was <laughs> laughing that hard. And I was like, oh, God. Ugh. And the reason for laughing that hard is because Will Ferrell got together with John C. Riley. Their best, other than stepbrothers, was them getting together for Talladega Nights, the ballad <laughs> of Ricky Bobby. It's just, it is so stupid. Yeah. And nothing makes me laugh harder than some of the scenes in this movie. At them around the table doing the blessing of the, it is, oh, good Lord. And I know people that don't like this movie. And you know what? People. Fair <laughs> <laughs> enough for me. <laughs> it's just it's so good to me yeah yeah sasha baron cohen is fantastic in it as well brilliant yeah. brilliant can the i just movie. can i oh. just um ask you ellie can you just yes. hold that cup up again for me oh it's is that ted, ted lasso, lasso? <gasps> it is him you know what it's I'm ted gonna... lasso and then on the back you know what it says it's one of the lines it says how do you take your tea? Well, usually I take it right back to the counter because someone's made a horrible mistake. <laughs> so, yeah. I it's love one of my favorite Lasso. mugs. Oh, me too. Oh, was, I got into it much, much later than everybody else. I only just finished watching all of the first few series like a, uh, a like couple of weeks ago. Oh, my gosh. Um, Isn't it um, just brilliant? Well, interestingly, because I was saying at the beginning, I'm not really into like watching sports stuff. So when when my brother, because my brother bumped into him, um, what's his name? Jason Seagull? No, what's his name? Um, Sudeikis. That's it, Jason Sudeikis. He bumped into him in Amsterdam, believe it or not. My brother lives Oof. in Amsterdam. And he, and he sent a photo to me and I was like, oh yeah, that dude was in uh, Horrible Bosses. And he was like, no, this is Ted Lasso. <laughs> I was like, what's that? And he's got, you've got oh to my watch it. So I watched it and then I was like, oh, you met Ted Lasso. Yeah. And um, it's so much more it. than football or oh, soccer. Absolutely. It's well, just, it is, it's, it's so much just, heart. And yeah. oh, yeah. it's just my favorite beautiful. show. It's just beautiful. It's a yeah. lot about men's health. It's a lot about mm -hmm. um, female empowerment. It's about relationships. It's about that guy who just turned into a complete asshole at the end and watching him slowly turn and you don't realize until afterwards and then you watch it back and go oh no there were you saw all the signs right all the signs throughout but you kind of didn't realize it yeah and yeah. uh oh it's just so good just oh i cannot wait for the new series anyway yeah. sorry it's out sometime this I'm year isn't it i think it's out sometime yeah. this year than the new yeah. series i can't wait yeah it's fantastic it's the best absolutely mm. um okay so lodge your number two was dodgeball 
Uh, my number two was Field of Dreams. So before we uh, actually say what our number ones are, uh, Ali, do you want to just give us a rundown from your 10 to 2? Are you able to do that? <laughs> I should have warned you. Threw it out. Um, and then Loz will do the same. Then I'll do the same. And then we'll all we'll tell her what our number ones are. Number Ali, 10. Oh, no, you oh, no, yes, oh, sure. Ali oh, I'm first. sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> you, go first. For it. you go for it. It looked okay. like you were looking for it. <laughs> no, number 10, uh, The Bad News Bears. Number nine, The Endless Summer. Number eight, Karate Kid. Number seven, Big Lebowski. Have you heard of that one? <laughs> I have heard of it, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, number six, Miracle. Number five, Caddyshack. Number four, Field of Dreams. Number three, Hoop Dreams. Number two, Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Wonderful. Loz, you're 10 to 2. Uh, number 10, Karate Kid. Number 9, Cool Runnings. Number 8, The Big Lebowski. Number 7, Blades of Glory. Number 6, The Mighty Ducks. Number 5, Run Fat Boy Run. Number 4, Fighting With My Family. Number 3, Happy Gilmore. And number 2, Dodgeball. Lovely. And mine is number 10, Rocky 3. Number 9, Kingpin. 8, The Wrestler. 7, Dodgeball. 6, Rocky 2. Five, Escape to Victory. Four, Tin Cup. Three, Bull Durham. Two, Field of Dreams. So, Ali, what is your number one sports movie? Uh, interestingly enough, I think my number one will be on nobody's number one list, even watching this. And I Ooh. get it, but I was raised watching this movie. It was a cult classic from 1977, but I was raised loving this movie to the point where my dad said, if somebody comes to our house that you want to marry and they can't recite lines from Slapshot, I don't think he's going to be in this family. It is a hockey movie. It is brilliantly done. It's so dumb, but so funny. It's about a hockey team in Pennsylvania that stinks. And the mill is about to close. They're about to lose all of their sponsorships with a hockey team. So they decide, oh, let's just start like pounding on each other, getting really vicious, all that. The whole thing turns around. The whole town wants to go see. It's like rooting for the underdog. You've got Paul Newman as the lead. Mm. Amazing. I'm not going to get too into it, but there are characters in it, these three brothers called the Hanson brothers, which are some of the funniest lines ever with them. There's a strip tease in the movie on the ice. It is just, it's got everything. And I think my favorite part about this whole thing, because it's such a dude centric cult classic guy movie written by a woman. Oh, and right. it just it blows people's minds when you're like, oh, you know that it's just it's it's one of my favorite movies. And I was raised on it. And I know most people weren't. So they may not have seen it, but go watch Slapshot. It is. It's good. I think I've seen it once, but a long time ago. So yeah. I'm going to need to watch it again. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, Loz, have you seen it? I haven't. No, no. no. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on my list without a doubt. I love Paul Newman. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. Go on then, Loz. Your number one. Okay. Um. I think a lot of people are gonna go. Oh, Loz, that's not a sports movie, including the two of Yao. And but I'm 100 percent sure you've both seen it. It's Forrest Gump. Okay. Because <laughs> he runs. Two things. So he runs. Yeah. But he's also uh, becomes an American. Oh, um, ping pong. And also ping pong as well. And ping, ping pong. pong. So there's three different things that he becomes an expert in within that film. And it's to do with sports. So I was like, I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> Take it. I love it. <laughs> Forrest 
jumping on those films where I think I watched it several times when I was really young and I haven't watched it as an actual fully fledged adult. And um, oh. just talking about it's making me want to go back and watch it. And I really hope that I love it as much as I it's, did. No, back it still then. holds up. Yeah, it still yeah. holds up. Um, it's been many many years since I watched it but what a good film and still is used so much and referenced so much and whenever I'm having a bit of a shit day or I'm second guessing myself I (laughs) I do literally think oh Forrest Gump would just do it like he wouldn't think about it he'd just go do it just go do it and I you know it's just one of those beautiful beautiful films that just stays with you forever um deep rooted in my psyche I think so I know it's a bit of a cheat but I've gone for a scump. It's fair enough. It's got sport in it. No, yeah, I I agree. Uh, My number one, I've already had three Kevin Costner movies, so I might as well have three Rocky movies. The original Rocky is my number one. Um, For all the reasons I said about all the other Rocky movies, they're all basically the same thing. He's he's down and out. He manages to turn it around and become the hero. But it's the fact that at the end, he doesn't win the big fight, but he wins the love of his life. So he's sort of like he's become someone, although he's not won what he was supposed to win, which I think is a great thing. And it's one of the greatest last 20 minutes of a movie ever. And I will sit there and just watch that last 20 minutes, the the, the boxing match. And he his eye closes so much that he has to have it cut with a razor blade. You know, you've you got to open my eye, Mick. you got to open my eye. That's a terrible Sylvester Stallone impersonation. But I felt like I was there. You felt like, well, I mean, you've done, you've done <laughs> Sylvester Stallone tonight as well. So, I mean, we're all, we're all there. Um, so there you go. So that's it. Let's let's whiz through a few of these honourable mentions. Um, Lindsay Pananen said, I absolutely adore The Replacements. Cheesy goodness through and through. Do you know what The Replacements is? Ali? I, I know the band, The Replacements. I don't think oh, I right. know The Replacements. No. No, no I, I, I don't know that one. I'll have to look at that one up. Um, at Diehard Rosso said American Flyers, Tin Cup, Million Dollar Baby, Warrior, and Draft Day. I'll be surprised if Warrior. anyone has this on their list. Uh, Anna Nakorn Ratana Slusser. What a name. The Mighty Ducks movies and The Cutting Edge. Uh, David Bajer says Salute of the Jugger, a.k.a. Blood of Heroes, and the original Rollerball, best movies ever. Chris Waylenger, Stick It, 38% on Rotten Tomatoes and 6.3 on IMDb, but I love it. Jeff Bridges is fun in it. Vanessa Frey, Bend It Like Beckham. At this one, Samantha, Rocky, Happy Gilmore, and Dream Horse. Robin Kimbrell says Goal, A Dream Begins, and Goal, A Dream Continues, but my first favourite is Rocky. Rudy, almost all of them where the underdog is a little guy who perseveres. Lisa Buchanan, Rocky, and The Karate Kid, Wax On, Wax Off. Dan Harper, if I was talking good old cheesy goodness and fun, cool runnings, cool runnings has to be in there. Um, <laughs> at Mickey La Harrison, Fever Pitch, Field of Dreams, Rocky, and Million Dollar Arm. Janine Bender, Necessary Roughness with Scott Bakula. Tracy R. Majea, Rudy. Moonshine Kelly, Field of Dreams and League of Their Own. Robin C. Donart, The Cutting Edge. Rachel Davis, obviously Cool Runnings. Kiss the Lucky Egg. I feel like I should do that mm. for that, yeah. George Casillas, A League of Their Own and Remember the Titans have to be on there. Anna Cochran, Breaking Away. I love that movie. Oh, and for Ali, Bad News Bears. She says, Have the best time, buddy. There you go. I'm assuming that's to you, Ali. I love it. <laughs> um, Kim Mendes, Bull Durham and Field of Dreams. Uh, Stephanie Vrabel, Brian Song and Heidi Grande says The Fighter and one of my favourites, Heart Like a Wheel. 
Hmm. There's loads there that I've never heard of, so I don't know whether whether you know any of those ones, Ali. But uh... I knew a lot of those, and a lot. It's very funny. Cutting Edge was named a few times, but I honestly I struggled if I was going to put a movie called Ice Castles on the list, which is a movie about a a, a skater who becomes blind and she gets back into skating, and it's just. There's a song called um, Looking Through the Eyes of Love that I just, it's just, it is, Ice Castles is a wonderful movie, but I couldn't remember if I loved it or if it was just nostalgia that I, I remember as a kid singing that song and thinking it was great. But yeah, cutting and it, cutting edge and all those like a figure skater gets together with a hockey player, blah, blah, blah. Oh, then they right. decide that they're going to skate together and it's a magical thing. So it's, it's kind of that whole genre of movies. Right. It's weird you said Ice Castles because Jen Berg mentioned it and I obviously didn't copy it. And then they also mentioned the song as well. Oh. Um, and, and somebody mentioned. That's good. Yeah. So it's weird. Do you want to sing that. it right now? I don't know it because they, okay. they did. They put it on YouTube <laughs> and right. I listened to yeah. it and I thought, I don't know that song. Please don't let this feeling end. It might not come again. Oh, God. And I want to remember. <laughs> oh, it's just oh, so dear. good. This episode has been a roller coaster of emotions, I it have has. to say. Um, that's it. We've done it. Before we say our goodbyes, Loz, do you want to tell everybody how they can get in touch with us? Have you got all the info there? Yeah, sure thing. Excellent. So you can find us on all of the social media channels at Top 10 Pods. If you want to get in touch or send suggestions for episodes, you can email top10pods at hotmail.com. Our Patreon can be found at patreon.com forward slash top 10 pods there you'll find great rewards like bonus episodes video playlists and limited edition merchandise you can even be a guest on your very own episode lastly you can subscribe to us on youtube tiktok and all podcast providers thank you very much Loz. and remember i'll put the uh patreon link for a cup of tea in a chat please 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 you will thank me later if you even Aww. spend the three dollars or five dollars or whatever it is three times a week you get to have spend time with it's almost like family that's what it is it's almost like family oh, so i, I nice. thoroughly recommend you do that ali thank, thank you. you so much it's been thank lovely you. always has been lovely to talk my to pleasure you. um thank you Lars. thank you lovely to meet you ali you too there you go thank you very much everybody uh stay safe neil keep your feet up i meant to say to you ali i don't know whether i've told you he broke his toe as well now you know on top of everything. So he broke his knee. Yeah. Okay, in two places, and then a couple of days ago, as we're recording this, he went and uh, was washing himself. Apparently, slid and stubbed his toe and <laughs> broke his toe. So he's not only so on his left foot, left leg, he's got a knee broken in two places. On his right leg, Unless. his middle toe, his middle toe is broken. And I will tell you what, I don't know whether he's he says that I can. Um, share the photo i've got the photo of his his foot i've never seen a big toe as big as his as big, big toe. as that but it's not the toe oh. that was broken it was his middle toe that was broken it's it's amazing it's a thing of wonder <laughs> wow. it really is have you thought about like an only fans just for his feet i it's worth it i'm telling you yeah look into it can make a fortune <laughs> but anyway Logs i was gonna in. say neil keep your feet up <laughs> Just get someone else to wash you or something. Just, uh, you know. Again, please. only fans. <laughs> yeah. He may never have to work again. Thank you very much, everybody. And let's go start the countdown. 10, 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.